0: I think that that's kind of what the purpose of panic is, uh-huh. is it's there to tell you, hey, you should pay attention to this. As a feeling, it's there for a
1: reason. Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Chireso, your host. On this podcast, I get to have conversations with people from all walks of life. From young people just launching in life, to leaders, to entrepreneurs, to experts, to activists, to everyday people. We talk about self-awareness, how to use mindfulness in your everyday life to reduce stress and anxiety, and what it means to be authentically successful and happy and how to get there in your life. If you're new to this podcast, thanks so much for dropping by. Maybe a friend told you about us, maybe you heard us on Instagram. Either way, I'm really glad you're here. If you enjoy these conversations, it would be so great for you to subscribe, rate and review, and paid forward, share with a friend. It really helps. And for those of you who've been listening in, I'm really excited to jump into season two. This week, I talk with Fran Roth, the creator of the incredibly popular Instagram How Do you Adult. And what I love about Fran is that she's super raw. She's incredibly wise. She's really, really funny. And she's deeply authentic. We had such a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. It was pretty robust, so we broke it into a two-part series. So be sure and tune in next week as well. And in the meantime, sit back, listen in, and don't forget to let me know what you think.
0: I graduated from college in 2016, started working um, full time, and things were fine. Everything was fine. It, really good job. People that I cared about, you know, I worked with them, things to do that I cared about, things that could help the world. But I still was like, I'm sad, and I still have a lot of feelings. And like, what's wrong with me here? Why? Like, why can't I? you know more or less get over myself was like this this uh dialogue with my in within my own head and i ended up going to like best buy purchasing an ipad and an apple pencil and i started to draw and it was this like two panel comic where it's like me as an 8 year old and she's like i can't wait you know to be grown up because i'm going to get to do whatever i want and i'll have no bedtime and i could eat whatever for dinner and blah, 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 things that you think when you're a kid yes. about what being a grown up is. And then me in my twenties on the other side being the like, reality. yeah, I spent a measurable fraction of my day to day yelling at Microsoft office products. <laughs> like this is literally not what eight year old me signed up for. I feel like I've been lied to, <laughs> which I mean, I've just kind of pursued that thought, the differences between what I thought things would be like and what things are like. And it doesn't mean that the way things, the way things are, that that's bad. It's just like, I guess I'm getting used to this. No one told me this was part of it. Um, and I started to make more and more drawings like based off of that first one. And like the people I have around me are really great. And they're like, "Fran this is so cool. You've got to do something with this. I'm posting it on Reddit, La la la. And so I went, no, I can cut out the middleman here. I'll start an Instagram. And um, so, yeah, that was two years ago. And that's just me dealing with my feelings. It literally was just a creative outlet for me to projectile. I mean, not vomit because that's gross, but like to, I don't know. Express yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Express yourself. In a way that worked
1: for me in a language that I could communicate in.
0: Like that's been very cool.
1: Had you always done that or was that a new discovery? Because you went to iPad, uh, iPad, you went, you went to Best Buy and got yourself an iPad and this, was that your intention or was it just sort of this organic, like I'm just following my impulse right now to do this thing?
0: I woke up that day and I was like, this is what I'm doing. So like in real life, real life, whatever that means, um, I did air quotes That's important to know that when I say real life, I don't mean that, but I'm a scientist. And one of the things that I really connect to from like a creativity perspective, and this is actually an old George Carlin bit, which is awesome because I thought this before I heard that. And then I was like, yes, he's validating it. But one of my favorite concepts is entropy and just the idea that things should always be getting more chaotic. A system should not go the other direction meaning okay here's an analogy if you throw an egg at the ground it breaks like that's the direction that physics moves in so to go the other direction takes an enormous amount of work and so when i have those moments of like throw the egg i like to pursue them because i'm like there's there's a reason for this and being an adult like allows me to yeah you I have felt the, the need to defend that like weird <laughs> impulse of mine. Cause that is really like, uh, you know, irresponsible, but
1: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me that you think your impulse to go get this iPad was irresponsible? Is that what you meant?
0: Oh yeah. 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 Like I spent way too much money on like all of this and I'm like, I'm sad and I have feelings. This is what I want to go do today. March in there, get it putting it on a credit card, which I paid off right away, but it's still like all of those little pieces to the puzzle where it's like, you shouldn't be doing these things. All those like, voices it, in your head. Yeah. are like, you're not, this doesn't make sense. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and then there's the other half of me that's constantly going, okay, well, I'm going to try. <laughs>
1: Does it anyway? Well, this is so important, I think, because we talk a lot about, about that on this podcast. It's the shooting voices versus the essence voices, the wanting voices. Like, what is my core desire wanting? And, And when we follow that, that's why when you use the word impulse, it was like my impulse to go. I was like, yes, 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 follow that impulse. Because that impulse always takes you in the right direction. If it's coming from core, like coming from the truth of who you are, versus when you're compulsive and you're doing things, you know, compulsively, there's a difference between those two. And I love this impulse that you followed because look where it's led you.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I just think that there's, I guess when I hear the word impulse, I think about it as like the impulsive and the negative connotation that, I mean, I don't feel this way about that word, but. I don't know. Definitely the way that I perceive that is as a negative trait. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's cool. It's like spontaneous. It's just not, you know, watered down.
1: Yep. Spontaneity is good when you're following your impulses. And again, the distinction between them coming from like a core part of who you are. You know, one of the other things we we talk a lot about on this podcast and we teach a lot is feeling your feelings. And everyone has their own way of expressing themselves. And it really doesn't matter how you express yourself. It just matters that you do, that you honor what you're feeling and you express yourself. And this whole piece that you talked about just a few minutes ago, like everything looked good on the outside. I had a decent job. I had good friends. Like my life was looking good, but yet there was still some nagging inside me, something sad. And I, I like I needed to address it. And so what if some of us do, some of us, well, A, most of us ignore our feelings or we run from our feelings or we drink or drug our feelings away or whatever. We eat our feelings away. We like, we have self-destructive ways, which makes perfect sense. No judgment. This is just, we're all just toddling around how to be emotionally intelligent. I'm nodding aggressively to everything you're saying
0: because that's the narrative of me and everyone around me, where it's you are searching for something to suppress that, right? And you find things that are louder than the voices in your head. And usually things that are louder can be destructive.
1: And your impulse, like your natural organic sort of essence impulse, if you may, was go draw, like express yourself through these drawings. And I love that you listened to that voice and honored it, even though you had the other heavy voices shooting you to death, like that's irresponsible. That's too expensive. Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. Like all of those voices that we all have inside us. And yet you had, there's some part of you that was able to push those aside and not let them take over.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to take away from like the grandness of what you just said but I'm going to by saying what I'm going to say <laughs> where it's very much a YOLO mindset. Uh huh. Tell so everyone stupid. what YOLO
1: means for anyone stupid. who might. Uh,
0: you only live once. Yeah. And so it's kind of like fuck it. I'm going to do it because <laughs> I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. And I more and more, you know, it's not that I'm thinking that left and right about everything, but I'm getting good at selecting my YOLO moments where it's like, no, this is going to matter to me. I'm going to do a lot of this. I'm going to go overboard on this because I know it is important
1: as and opposed to how- being
0: irresponsible. And I'm learning that about myself, that I'm getting closer to being able to have like a batting average of one. Say more about that. What do you mean? Where when I'm, in, when I'm impulsive, that I get it right. And it's not me. I got it jumping and failing or going, okay, actually I'm disinterested in this. I don't want to do this. Or, Oh, I'm really good at this, but like, I don't like this environment. I don't know all those things that you think whenever you try something new, I kind of, I don't know. I look or when I have those feelings when I try something new, I'm like, okay, it's not this. And I go
1: on to whatever the next thing is. So describe Um, those feelings. What are the feelings when you know it's not this?
0: I feel like I shouldn't be me. I can, make changes but I can't change so there are certain like fundamental pieces core pieces to who I am as a person that people can choose to dislike and that environments it doesn't mesh well with Um, it's like if you take a snowball to Florida snowball is not going to do a good job there and I never really realized how much environment matters until I started collecting more and more moments where I'm like Oh, I'm being like a hundred percent me, like living a hundred percent my truth right now. And like, it's, it works. Like, I feel like good. Um, I feel like I'm in a groove and, you know, I can get those feelings sometimes in places where, it, you know, maybe isn't, I don't know, like where I'm supposed to be, but when I find them happening closer and closer together, it's kind of like that hot and cold game. Yes. Um, where it's like, oh, that's cool. Give me more of that. Where I feel like I can be the most me and I get better at distilling down on who me is over time. Like the, and the good parts and making sure I'm highlighting the good parts and working on the negative parts. That's kind of my whole infrastructure to life, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I really like that you're pointing to this idea that we don't just wake up one day and have it all figured out. It is like the game of hot and cold. And every day is this opportunity to get closer and closer to being, you know, I'm going to put one word on, I think, of what you're describing. The word I'm going to use is aligned or in alignment. Mm -hmm. So to be whole and complete. And what that means is I'm just, I'm showing up wholly as who I am, who this body, mind, soul, spirit, whatever, all of these parts are together and they're like integrated so that it's all making sense. And so sometimes we make choices that are sort of off the reservation that aren't aligned. And that's fantastic because all that is, is data. You're a scientist, you know, it's like data. It's like, oh, there's some data. And now I know. Yeah. And I mean, if you could imagine me as a
0: tiny person, I was the worst because I would get told, don't do that. And then when no one was looking, I would go do that because I'm like, well, why? You didn't tell me why I shouldn't be doing that. You didn't make it matter to me. You just thought that I would take the truth that I know you know to be true, but you thought that I would get the reasoning behind it. And so that's just totally taken over my adult life where I'm like, okay, people say things about this, but I want to try. What do I think? What's my opinion that matters to me and knowing how I feel about all this stuff matters.
1: Yeah, you can't know based on someone else telling you. You can only know by your own experience. But I think so many people do. I mean,
0: if you even look at people who are in college, how they vote, it's like how their parents vote. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't mean that they feel those things, that they're in alignment with that, but it's, oh, that's what I know and that's what's comfortable and
1: or that's what culture's saying or that's what my friends are saying. Oh right,
0: and this is what makes sense and like it's working for me so I'm not going to think about it from a different perspective because it's fine. And I do that about infinity things a day, but I don't know, that's I just am total I'm just kind of a snot in the way that I don't like being told what to do or to say or how to act or how to dress or how to be without it being like, hey, Here's context that you can explain because you're a human being, not a thing that I'm teaching instructions to. Not a robot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The way that you're describing you finding the truth of who you are is like trying things on. I use this analogy a lot. It's like going to a shoe store, right? And they're like, you see 50 pairs of shoes and there's a lot of them you like and maybe even a lot of them you own. But A, you can only wear one pair at a time. And B, there's always the most comfortable pair, like the one that you reliably go to. To me, that feels like the journey to our, our true self. Like we can try on other things and every now and then we can go out with a different fancy pair of shoes, but God knows I'm always going to just put on my Uggs because that's the most comfortable pair of shoes I own. And that's, the, that, those are the ones that I most like or whatever. And some people, for some people it's stilettos and some people it's Nikes and it, you know, it doesn't matter what they are just as long as they fit you. And I feel like that's what you're talking about here. You're talking about like, just keep trying until it feels right for you. The hot and cold game.
0: And honestly, I think that how do you adult allows me to do that? Hey, I'm feeling this. Does it resonate? Or, I I don't know, it allows me to put a bundled thing out into the world. And I mean, that's not just me, I think that that's artists in general, putting a thing out in the world and going, does someone get it?
1: And Um, lots
0: of people get it. And that is, that's important feedback for me to go, okay, no, I'm, I'm normal. I don't know, there's something safe about that
1: comforting um,
0: there's something comforting
1: about yeah knowing yeah, you're not well, it's alone like,
0: okay I'm not being dramatic which you know when people gaslight you and stuff and tell you those things you start to then go oh wow I really I really am emotional and I am dramatic and being able to create something have someone assess it and go nope makes sense is so
1: valuable to undo a lot of that damage and you talk a lot about anxiety in your posts So I'm imagining you deal with anxiety like everyone else in the world does. And this is cathartic to you that drawing it out is sort of your therapy, for instance, or the way you... Honestly, it's the way that I digest things. Half the time
0: I sit down to start drawing or, I mean, writing is another big thing that I use for just myself personally. I don't know what I'm doing until I'm in the middle of it and I'm like, okay, like what I'm doing. And it helps me sort things out that way. And you use a lot of humor. So where does the humor come from? I mean, it's probably like some, I don't know, some psychology person could probably be like, it's, you know, self-defense so that someone else can't come and make fun of you. Or I don't know, it's like this weird guarding thing is what I truly think most humor is. So that's like half of it. The other half though is not everything has to be super serious all the time. Like you are allowed to zoom out and adjust your scaling so that it's like grand scheme of things. I'm fine. Everyone's fine. We're fine. Let's keep doing things. And um, we forget to, I mean, that's when you hear people say, Oh my God, I'm so busy right now. And I'm like, dude, you've said that every single time I've talked to you in the last, you know, six months, you need to zoom out and be able to perspective, like understand the differences because you're not feeling the differences and that you're wasting time, I guess. What are you doing then? I I don't know how to not
1: appreciate those differences because they've always been there for me. Well, having perspective I think is really important and not taking life too seriously is really important. We take things so seriously.
0: Yeah, I have this really, it's probably kind of morbid, but it's a e-card at my desk that says when work gets overwhelming remember that you're going to die (laughs) and that's like it's dark but at the same time it puts it in context where it's like do I really need to be panicking about this thing that's in front of me like it matters to me right now very much but even if shit hits the fan like we're gonna be okay and that I think is A major part to why, like to test different data points, because it's allowed me to train that response into myself. I've done this so many times now that even when I jump and fail, I always get back up. Like it doesn't make any sense that after, you know, a hundred times of falling, that suddenly I'm not going to get back up. I'm like, I get back up every single time, might as well keep going. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) It's mindset, right? It's mindset. It's like, what we believe we create. And so if we believe it's a big problem, it's going to feel heavy. And it's important to recognize that what you just said is is so true. In the grand scheme of things, this thing doesn't matter. And when we start to believe the thoughts that this is a big problem, 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 that's what's causing our stress. We are so confused about the difference between what is actually stressful and what actually isn't. And most of the time, our thoughts are the thing that's stressful. The actual thing isn't all that stressful. We create the stress by believing there's something to be worried about or stressed about. Or other people tell us there's something to be
0: worried about or stressed about. I think that's where a lot of my like anxiety comes from now where I can talk myself down Like I've got an okay working toolbox internally. It's when someone else goes, well, have you paid attention to this? And I'm like, oh no, I'm unprepared. I didn't, I didn't even know I was supposed to look at that. Like they've got to be right because they knew about it. And that's like kind of the stage that I'm in now is trying to not let myself have that reaction every single time that occurs.
1: Yeah. So you're still listening. So it's highly likely that you're really into this podcast. And it's even likelier that you're a curious person who wants to dig deeper. I am really excited to announce the launch of my online membership meditation community for young people. Each week we gather live online. Yes, I said live. And we practice together. Each 30-minute call begins with a short meditation, which is followed by some live coaching from me. And we end with some Q&A. Look, we all spend so much time online disconnecting from each other. This is the opportunity to spend some time connecting together, building our self-awareness, becoming more conscious, and simply feeling better. Don't miss out. To register now for your free trial, head over to annemariecheresso.me or text MEDITATE to 474747. And I'll be on the lookout for you. Welcome back to university. You're listening to my conversation with Fran Roth, creator of the hit Instagram account, How Do You Adult? We've been talking about a mix of impulses, feelings, anxiety, and humor. Now let's rejoin the conversation as Fran opens up her self-care toolbox for us, and share some great tips. You talk about your toolbox. What are some of your tools?
0: I rely very heavily on the people around me. I'm very lucky to have so my parents are divorced and then remarried and so I have like I have four parents that are all really really awesome and really really different. So those are different people that I can go, "Hi, I'm thinking this," or "This person said this. What do you think?" And even though I might not agree, you know, going back to that whole trying on yes. idiom, that's what I'm doing. I'm listening to them and going, mm, nope, we're not on the same page. What you're saying is not going to work for this. And I'll go somewhere else. Oh, I love this. I think that that's the primary thing that I do where I don't feel resolved until it's resolved when I'm like, nope, this is what I'm doing now. I've made up my mind about this. I've educated myself to some extent about it. I panicked. I think that that's kind of what the purpose of panic is, uh-huh. is it's there to tell you, hey, you should pay attention to this. Uh-huh. We just need to like adjust it back down sometimes because it can get too, too loud and overbearing. But it, as a feeling,
1: it's there for a reason. Um, yes. I'm so glad you said that. I want to kind of put an exclamation point there for a second, please. You know, one of the beliefs that we all have is – Some feelings are good and some feelings are bad. So happiness, joy, playfulness, love, compassion, those are all good feelings. They go in the good box. And then stress, anxiety, fear, sadness, they go in the bad box. And the bad box gets banished and the good box gets celebrated, Mm -hmm. which is just upside down. And I think the point you're making here is so important is that They're here for a reason. Every emotion we have is here for a reason. So even if it's a quote unquote negative emotion, which I don't believe Mm -hmm. in negative emotions, sadness is here. It's here to inform me. It's informative. It's a messenger. To listen and take the
0: opportunity to do so. And it's really, really, really uncomfortable to do that, to spend time with the you that isn't the nicest you to be around. Um, I also think that that's why people don't handle their bad emotions, quote unquote, bad emotions. Well, again, having the weird modern family that I had, and I'm an only child too. So it was all eyes on me all the time. I had an ally in one of them all the time when I would be spiraling in some type of way, getting mad, throwing hissy fit or working myself up into an anxiety attack and, being bitchy and rude or whatever whatever my negative reaction however I was handling something I didn't like they were always very it was all four of them were always very much like hey that's not very nice and I understand what you're trying to say but that's not how you say it you have to say it in a way that is like communicatory that's not a word you can't just be throwing fists because we're trying to help you communicate and being able to have That, I mean, of course, that wasn't all the time, but that's totally how, when I think about any conflict with my family as a child, they were short-lived because eventually they came down to, hey, I feel this way. Oh, well, that made me feel this way. Oh, that makes sense. My bad. (laughs) It's kind of where everything went. Sounds like you had a
1: really, really supportive family, emotionally available family system. I
0: don't think they would ever describe themselves like that, I think they're from the generation
1: where their parents
0: were very much like, we don't talk about things. Mm -hmm, You're not going to embarrass me because that was really the keeping up with the Joneses era. And so that's what they grew up with, which is why people, my parents age, I clearly have my own theories on life entirely because they think too much. But (laughs) I think that's why you get a lot of people, you know, in their forties and fifties, getting divorced because they went, okay, I tried everything that I was supposed to do. Now I'm fucking tired of it and I want to do what I want now. And their narrative was altered from the people who came before them. And no one's wrong. Those were all learned behaviors from the way that society functions. It's fine. But my parents, which had that, well, man, I didn't like when my mom told me that wasn't something to talk about. So when I brought it up, they were like, oh, this sucks. And they didn't always like it and they weren't always good at it but they never let anything be not said. It was always going to get
1: said somewhere.
0: And yeah, that's so dealing they, with
1: the negativity. Otherwise, it festers. It festers. Well, totally festers. And, and you're right. We, get, we hand down from generation to generation our belief systems, and we go one of two ways. We either attach to the belief system and, and perpetuate it, or we act in reaction to. So we undo so pendulum like swings, your, total yes. different direction. Yeah. And it sounds like your parents kind of swung a little bit in a different direction, which was and,
0: beautiful. Yes.
1: Bit.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, and so of course, like nobody's perfect and no parent is perfect, but I recognize the role that that communication style played in my ability to be able to communicate how I'm feeling. And that is easily one of my favorite things about me that I can do that. And it's cool to be able to say that, to be like, I like that I can do that, that I can tell you, you know, to the smallest iota of a piece, exactly how I'm feeling, because that's kind of been my whole life up until this point. And I never thought that people didn't do that until I went,
1: holy crap, you have no idea where you're located, like emotion-wise. I think self-awareness is the single most valuable life skill for any of us to have. It's the foundation of being, being in relationship to ourselves, being in relationship to significant others and people, being in relationship to people we're working with, being in relationship to the guy at Starbucks, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Self-awareness is the key to success in my mind because without that, we're acting unconsciously or we're not aware. So we're behaving. In so I'll stack
0: that- on top of that and say, in order to learn when people don't like you or your behavior is not liked or whatever, you're going off of other people dealing with their bad emotions, their negative bad emotions improperly. And so that's when you get people acting passive aggressive or you know, pretending like everything's fine and then getting too drunk and blowing up on someone. Or, you know, whatever way, like that feedback is really hard to read because you're reading a whole bunch of false signals in return. Through their filters. So to be self, yeah, to be self-aware is really hard. And I think that that's like the cool thing about the internet, which is why it, I mean, beyond a knowledge perspective, you know, a knowledge of self perspective is what made it thrive. Because you could be whatever and you could figure out what that was. Even if that was a weird dude who lives in your mom's basement, plays Dungeons and Dragons. Like, you're living your truth, buddy. Good for you.
1: (laughs) Well, this is what I like so much about how do you adult organically evolved? Because it came from the essence of who you are, from this moment of like, I'm sad. I'm going to go get this thing. I make this thing. I post this thing. People like this thing. People say, I want more of this thing. I keep doing more. And next thing you know, I have 174,000 followers. It wasn't like you were sitting back in the back of your room going, how do I create something where I can get this? Like it wasn't oh, coming no, from Oh, no, but I totally, again.
0: here's the thing. No, I totally have those moments all the time.
1: Which like moments? Of,
0: oh man, this post got really bad engagement or I'm not doing enough. Oh, you know, I should make a post about this because someone else did and I it did well or, you know, this is a, current event. And so that's got to be relatable work. I don't know. And those are the moments really of in authenticity. Mm-hmm.
1: When you're trying to be something for something else, rather than just expressing yourself. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, asking me about my toolbox, definitely one of the tools that I use is catching myself when I'm doing that ah. and going, and honestly, this is going to be a really gross analogy, but it'll get the point across. Love it. If you go to the bathroom to take a shit, it just should happen relatively quickly. If you're sitting there for an hour, forcing it and pushing, it's probably not right. Like, it's probably not the time. Doesn't mean you can't, doesn't mean you won't. It just means this is not, like, you are going against what you should be doing. Because if you should be doing this, then you would be doing it. Like, does huh. that mean like, so it's gross to think about it like that, but at the same time. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm like, this. (laughs) Uh,
1: that was really
0: fun because otherwise it's like, dude, what are you doing? You're just sitting there like grunting and pushing and making yourself frustrated and uncomfortable with your pants around your ankles. Like get your life together, go do something else. This is clearly not very useful. I mean, I I kind of do that to myself and go, you're pushing really hard. (laughs) Like what's going on? Like you shouldn't be pushing this hard. This should I mean, pushing a little, yeah, like, sometimes you gotta, but you shouldn't have to spend all of your energy in order to get yourself to go and be whatever, to to create. Like, you
1: shouldn't have to do that. You're doing it wrong then. There's a difference between hard work and working hard and, and, like, effort. You can put a lot of effort into something that comes effortlessly, right? Like, I imagine you work really hard on creating your posts, but at the same time, it's like an effortless expression of who you really are. And I think there's this work ethic. Think about what we've been handed down from generation to generation to generation since the great depression is you have to work hard. You have to work hard. If you're not working hard, it's there's something wrong Mm -hmm. and you're, you're lazy. Yeah. There's something wrong. you're lazy or, you know, and also this idea that work isn't fun. Like it's, it's not fun. And I want to flip that whole thing upside down because that's not my experience. My work is loads of fun. I love what I get to do. And I work really hard, but I'm generating joy in my work. It doesn't mean that it's not sometimes difficult or I have bumps or, you know, there's struggles every now and then, like you just said, occasionally bump up against resistance or difficult times, but it should bring you joy, not stress.
0: It's hard though, and I'll put that, because I agree, but I'll put that in context with how do you adult? I mean, I love doing how do you adult. I like being creative in that way. I was smart. I was a, you know, honors kid. I got straight A's and was supposed to go to a good college and I was good at math and science. So that's what you go do. It didn't mean that I didn't like it. I mean, I definitely would say that I liked other things more, but I'm like, oh, that's what the world is telling me to do is this. So that's what I'm going to pursue. And I think, you know, what you're encouraging of, you know, living your truth. It's like, yes, that's totally what you should be doing. But when the voices all around you are like, what? You want to be an artist? You're not gonna, what are you going to do to make money? It becomes really hard to pursue just pure things that you're good at of course um, and that brings so you, you down, have to yep. like and I think a lot of people find that as like a stopping point where I'm like oh okay it you can't do just that. like I love taking naps I'm not going to go
1: make a life out of taking naps if I could I'd be doing it I actually I can, don't believe that that's true to be honest with you and people say this all the time so I'm going to interrupt you for a minute we all say that like this is the big argument like, oh, I would just be doing this all the time if I wanted and it's not true because what's in us, like our natural essence our our the core like the, the, that pull, that desire that we have, like your desire to do this artwork and express yourself, that's yeah. living in you that wants to come out and be expressed and that's when we create space for it, we actually You know, we naturally are drawn to do that.
0: Right. And so I'm not like, I use sleep all the time as kind of like a ridiculous example where it's like, okay, sure, you're not wrong, but there's things that you don't have to work that hard Mm -hmm. at making yourself do. Mm -hmm. Um, Those things doesn't mean that you're perfect at them. It doesn't mean that it's not hard work to get yourself to be better and to build on that but it doesn't, it's like, you're not overcoming this huge activation energy every single time. Sometimes, sometimes you have no motivation or like lulls of mo- no motivation. And I don't know that, but that's just something that's not taught to trust that. Trust. Yes. It's people don't taught. push, people don't push that.
1: I like my, totally yeah. trust you. Like I trust this part of you that created, how do you adult because it came from such a natural, organic place. And I trust the part of you, and I want to start talking about this now for this this segment of our conversation. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm taking your whole evening. No, I love this because you're right. I don't want to deny that there, there's the, the real world that we live in that says you have to make a living, you have to pay your bills, and there are ways in which we have you know, design the world such that there's a way to do that. And one way to do that is you go to college and you get a particular kind of a great degree, degree and you get a particular kind of a job. And then you get a particular kind of housing situation that pays the rent. And, you know, we, we put all those pieces together and we lead a happy life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that formula works for people. And sometimes it doesn't. You're so fascinating to me because you're a scientist. When you first told me you're a scientist, I'm like, what? Like, what is she talking about? That is like, how do those two pieces go together? And what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing so many of us do is first we get ourselves, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We get our basic needs met. Then once our basic needs are met, our creativity has some freedom, right? Like we're loosened up a little bit because we're not in a place of fear trying to get our lives together.
0: The thing that I describe it as is we're not living you know, and like fighting one another over wild boars in, you know, the middle of the forest. It's like, we've got leisure time and we have now time to think, which other civilizations that have done that crumble shortly thereafter. Cause they're like, nope, that's too much. We couldn't handle that responsibility. And I'm like, I like that responsibility. I think that that responsibility is a lot of fun. Um, like what a cool place to be able to function in.
1: I don't know. That's where I'm at, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. Like in the space of freedom, this part of you rose up and it's, it's filling a very core basic need of yours, which is express yourself through art. It wouldn't be my way. Like that would not be my way because that's just not my thing. My thing is another thing. But everyone has their own way and the only way for us to really know ourselves in that way is to create some space to figure out what that is. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: so many of us are so busy and so stressed. And I think a lot of anxiety is the result of not having space, A, to know who you are, and B, to express yourself in these, these really primitive and primal ways, um, like you have found for yourself, that fill that need. That was Fran Roth. You can find her at How Do You Adult on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks so much, Fran, for spending time with me. I think your words and insights will be really helpful to our listeners. And that's not all. Next week, we'll talk about Fran's life post college, her definitions of success and happiness, and her vision for How Do You Adult. Now, I've got a little homework for you. In this episode, Fran really brilliantly talked about feeling your feelings and the purpose of panic. Like, can panic actually have a purpose? We talked about putting our feelings in our good box and our bad box. And the good emotions we welcome, and the not-so-good ones we banish to the basement and void like a bad rash. This week for homework, I want you to begin to notice what you do when you notice a negative emotion arising in you. Now, the job right now, for now, is just to build your self-awareness, so we're just simply going to practice noticing what your impulse is. For instance, you may go right to your phone, grab a pint of ice cream, go to sleep, shop, drink, drug, blame, criticize. There are tons of options. We call this a drift move. And a drift is when we move away from what is occurring within us, particularly when it's in the bad box and we don't let ourselves actually feel what's occurring. We don't want to, we resist it. So Fran points out that even panic can have a purpose, even our negative emotions can have purpose. So if we avoid everything because we're uncomfortable, we're likely to miss out on some of the goodies, something we're here to learn panic is here for a reason we need to pay attention and our job is simply to build our muscle of awareness so that we can tolerate the not so good and be fully available to experience the joy so for this week just begin to practice notice what is it i do when i start to notice uncomfortable emotions what is my favorite drift move and as you begin to notice this week, pop on over to Instagram and let me know what your favorite drift move is. And I'll share mine with you. The university's executive producer is Tyler Green of the StoryProducer.com. This podcast is also produced and edited by Katie Clarkson. The university team also includes Marcia Craig, Ashwath Narayanan from Culture Media, Adam Harris, and Kim Redding. University is a production of Bring It Home, founded by Anne-Marie Chireso. You can find out more at a-n-n-m-a-r-i-e-c-h-e-r-e-s-o dot me. Or follow us at Ann marie Chireso on Instagram. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast app and write us a review. It really does help us have more of an impact in the world. Thanks so much for listening in, and I look forward to seeing you next time.
0: If you take a snowball to Florida, snowball is not going to do a good job there.